Hey guys, Abel here, back with another video, and yes, it is really over. It was nice, long, anabolic, a lot of hard training, a lot of food, a lot of awesome recovery, and hopefully a lot of awesome gains as well, but now it has come to an end. Today, officially, my bulk is over. Last night, I had the final meal of this gaining phase, and it is time to start a new period. And in this video, I'm going to talk about what has happened in the nutrition front and what is coming up on the nutrition front, everything that I've learned about rates of weight gain and whether it's worth it to go a bit faster and be a bit more assertive with a gaining phase and also what my plans are for this upcoming cutting phase. So this is going to be today's video and in the subsequent video, which will be two days from now, I'm going to be talking about the lessons that I've learned on the training front. Because as you may know or may not know, I have done a pretty high volume approach for the past couple of months. This is something that I just wanted to experiment with and I will be drawing my conclusions on that as well. But today we will be talking about nutrition and the rate of weight gain. So first of all, let's just start with a bit of an update where I am in terms of body composition. I will be putting up some pictures here and I am about 92 kilos approximately, maybe 94 with some gastrointestinal distress, but let's call it 92 kilos for now. Body composition or body fat percentage, it's hard to tell, high teens more than likely. You still see some semblance of leanness when you look at me, but it's certainly not chiseled and lean and super aesthetic, but this is where I ended up. If you do the math and add up the total amount of weight gained and the duration of the bulk, which is a really complicated math exercise, but I will do it for you, I gained approximately a pound per week for four months, which is a pretty hefty amount of weight to gain and assumes a pretty hefty energy surplus as well. So let's talk about that first. Was that worth it? Was it actually a good idea to gain that fast? Because that is definitely on the higher end of the weight that you would want to gain on a weekly basis. The first thing I want to clarify is that this is not a rate of weight gain that I typically advise others. You know, when I'm coaching someone through a gaining phase, for example, I recommend them to take it a bit more slowly. But since I am my own guinea pig, I like to experiment both on the training and nutrition front because, you know, worst case scenario, the only person I'm going to mess up is myself. So it was nice to gain some perspective on this. So was it worth it to gain this much weight in this time frame? Let's put it this way. If now I had only half as much fat to lose as I do now, that would be kind of cool. But at the same time, I would not say that I messed up my bulk and that I fucked it up because this was a conscious decision because I really wanted to feel how it is like to be in a pretty hefty energy surplus in terms of training, how much better your performance is going to be, how much better your recovery is, and also things like sleep quality. And I can say that all of these things have improved by being in this more hefty surplus. And really, at the end of the day, when it comes to the recommended rates of weight gain, it comes down to how much muscle we assume you can still gain and what your potential is. And in light of that, we recommend how fast you should go. And really, the thing is, really, you can't know what your potential is and how much muscle you can still gain. At the end of the day, it is just an assumption. And based on that, we recommend how fast you should go. And to be honest, I can really only objectively evaluate whether going this fast was worth it or not after I have completed this bulk, because that's when I will be able to see how much muscle I have gained and how much muscle I have retained. If I find, for example, that I have gained two kilograms or four pounds of muscle during this gaining phase once I have completed my cut, then as far as I'm concerned, that's a pretty damn good result. And if being in a more hefty surplus helped me to achieve this, then I consider this as a worthwhile trade-off that I made in terms of fat gain and muscle growth. But if I find, like some people find at the end of their cuts, that I actually weigh the same that I did before or even less, which I've heard some people tell me that, that they complete a cut at the end of a bulk and they find that they actually weigh less than they did before, 
I can understand that that's pretty damn disheartening. So if I find something like that, obviously that will be a pretty negative experience on the whole. I should also clarify that my rate of weight gain was not completely linear throughout the whole process. I definitely had some periods where it was a bit faster and others where it was slower. And I think that the times when it was faster mainly came down to the fact that I was experimenting with food choices, maybe a little bit too much. And that mainly came down to the fact that I just didn't really have a lot of experience prior to this pushing a gain phase for really extended periods. Really, my prior bulks were either spent just screwing up the whole process at the very beginning, so maybe I overate significantly for one or two weeks and then I went back into cutting, which ended up with me not bulking at all at the end, or kind of not half-assing it, but maybe trying to go a little bit too slowly, alternating between bulking and cutting days throughout the whole process and kind of ending up in this middle wishy-washy territory. And now I really wanted to commit to this gaining phase. But that also meant pushing myself to territories nutritionally where I haven't really been before. And since I am at the heaviest body weight I've ever been at, I had to come up with a new nutritional approach so that I could actually keep this gaining phase going. So I had to include foods that I don't normally eat, such as oatmeal and rice and some corn products and things like that. And in the beginning, I was playing around with how to fit these foods in in a way that doesn't make me overeat to a significant extent, but still allows me to stay in a surplus. And those times of experimentation involved me gaining a bit more weight than I would have wanted at certain times. And by the end of it, I really found a good routine with my food choices and eating in general, which allowed me to get into a routine and flow, which makes it possible to not overthink things too much. This is really key during fat loss phases as well, but also during gaining. And because I kind of had to start from scratch in this case, because this was a bit of an uncharted territory for me, it meant that it took some experimentation, but that kind of explains the varying rates of weight gain. Now, I definitely had some interesting experiences during this gaining phase, which I really haven't experienced before. For example, just how much of a chore the act of eating has become by the end of it. Really, I consider myself someone who really enjoys eating for what it is. I don't, I'm not really a foodie. I don't really need super tasty foods, but I just enjoy eating. That is one of the few things that I really like doing in life. But by the end of this gaining phase, honestly, it just became a chore for me. I did not enjoy sitting down to eat a meal and I kind of struggled to finish some of my meals on a regular basis, which was definitely a very new experience for me. And this was interesting to experience. I never really thought that this is something that I would go through ever in life because I spent so much time perma dieting and cutting before that food was always in this weird pedestal in my eyes. But honestly, by now, the whole concept of food being this super enjoyable, sacred thing is shattered in my eyes, at least for now. I also experienced that gaining weight at a pretty hefty rate and also allowing some body fat to come on really makes you let go of your vanity. When you're trying to keep yourself super, super lean and you're trying to do a very lean gaining phase, which does work, don't get me wrong, you can make a lean bulk work while only gaining minuscule amounts of weight on a weekly basis, but it really makes it hard to not be super fixated on staying lean. And subconsciously, it can make people prone to err on the side of slightly under eating rather than overeating. And that has its own benefits, of course, in terms of staying lean. But from the perspective of actually putting on mass over time, it can be somewhat counterproductive because really, if you gain a little bit too much fat, 
worst case scenario, you will have to cut a little bit longer at the end of it. But at least once you have completed that gaining phase, that muscle is yours to take. Not, nobody can take that away from you. And so that is kind of how I feel now that, man, maybe I gained a bit too much weight and it would be handy and practical if I didn't have as much fat to lose as I do now, which I don't really know how much that is. But nevertheless, it would be, of course, handy if I only had half as much fat to lose, however much that amount is. But at least the muscle that I've built is mine. It's almost like when you go for a run or for a long walk to getting some more steps and you walk really, really far away, then you can go, man, now I came really far and it will be a bit of a pain in the ass to walk back, but I have to walk back. And at the very least, it is guaranteed that I will get in a lot of steps. So that is kind of how I feel about this in the moment. Now, I also want to talk a little bit about what prompted me to stop this bulk, because that is also not obvious, because yes, I'm in the mid-teens in terms of body fat percentage, but I'm still not fat at this point, and I have spoken against the whole P-ratio obsession and trying to stay under 15% body fat at all costs, and I don't really subscribe to that idea, as you may know. So what is it that motivated me to start cutting at this point? There are a couple of things to talk about here. Some of them have to do with personal psychology and also just logistics. So... I will be completely honest with you, I am just not a big fan of how I'm looking at the moment. Not so much with my shirt off, because honestly, nobody really sees me with my shirt off that much except my girlfriend, and she likes how I'm looking, at least that's what she's saying. But more so with my shirt on, oddly enough. So, you know, spring is coming, or it's here actually, and summer is coming slowly, and the clothing is getting a bit tighter and the layers are getting fewer. And when I'm walking around with my shirt on and in a jeans, I just look stocky and chunky at this point. That is the best way I can describe this. I kind of look like someone to whom people stereotypically refer to as bulky. Someone who is muscular, you can clearly see that this person is working out, but he's a bit chunky, basically. So yeah, if it was only about me not liking how I look with my shirt off when flexing in the mirror, then yeah, there is some excessive vanity that's going on and there is some issue there. But honestly, I just don't feel good on a daily basis and I just don't like the way I look when I'm walking around on a daily basis. And that is kind of a problem. So that is one factor. The other thing is, you should know that I originally wanted to end this bulk in a very grandiose fashion after my birthday, which will be in about three weeks. So that was my plan that I will be gaining up until then. And then I will start out with my cut. But honestly, I just did the math that in the June, July, August period, some things will inevitably crop up that are just not very reconcilable with cutting. And I just didn't want to find myself in a lifestyle situation where I may be going to a vacation with my girlfriend or I may be going for a festival or something like that. And then I'm finding myself in this internal conflict where I want to cut, but this thing is clearly not suitable for that. And so what do I do? Do I put this thing on hold? Then it's still in the back of my mind. Or do I still try to make it work on a vacation? That's obviously kind of sucky. So I didn't want to find myself in this cognitive dissonance and in this annoying life situation where the cutting process by itself is always a bit of a pain in the ass no matter how you're approaching it. And so I just didn't want to find myself in this stupid situation where there are all these additional stressors needlessly. So I would rather just get it done now and not worry about it later. Now, in about two weeks, there will be a trip coming up for about a week, which I will be taking with a fitness friend, Thomas Compidel, who was on my podcast a couple of times. And that would be really sweet. And of course, taking a trip is not too ideal in terms of doing a cut in the meanwhile. But he is a fitness friend, so he understands these things. So I trust that it will be a pretty smooth process, even with this trip. And it's definitely much more comfortable to make something like this work with a cut than a vacation, for example, or going for a festival or something like that. Now, how long do I plan on cutting? 
My plan is to cap it out at eight weeks. And honestly, my plan is to lose as much fat as I realistically can in this period. I don't know how much it will be, but I will get into the specific strategy in a minute. So that will make you understand more easily. But however much fat I can lose in this period, that is the weight loss I will be going for. And after eight weeks, I want to cap this out. And you should also know that I actually set myself a total cap for 2019 in terms of the deficit days, on training days at least, that I will allow myself. And that is 90 total days. Honestly, I would cap it out at 60 days, but because I know that in the summer, inevitably things will crop up where I may be for a week in Greece, for example, just chilling and eating food and things like that. And honestly, during those times, probably I will not be in a positive body recomposition type of scenario. So accounting for all these things, I will give myself a bit of a buffer. And so 90 days is a total cap. So for now, the plan is cutting for eight weeks. Hopefully I will be able to get some good shit done in this period. And after that, I will just go back to slow gaining. And then for the rest of 2019, the plan is gaining in a relatively uninterrupted fashion, just like I did now, but maybe with, with a bit of a slower rate of weight gain. That is the plan for now. Finally, I want to talk a bit about the actual approach I will be taking during this cut. And obviously more videos will be coming out on this. Now that I'm in a cutting phase, there will be a lot more videos about cutting. But basically the approach I will be taking is the same as what I'm outlining in my unregulatory eating course. And that is, I will be eating as little as possible based on my appetite. So I will not be going through any kind of mass torture and just killing myself with pushing through crazy amounts of hunger. No, I will be eating as little as I can while not being crazy hungry. So this will naturally auto-regulate itself over time. So some days I may be in a really, really steep deficit and on other days I might be in a smaller deficit. And this will all depend on how hungry and active I am on those days, how well my mind is operating, how well I slept and all these things. But with good food choices and good habits, this should result in a fairly expedient fat loss. I have definitely experience with this and I would go as far as to say that doing this without tracking macros can be flat out easier. Because if you go into a really steep deficit while tracking macros, it often ends up with you just overthinking the whole thing and you may be actually eating more than what you could eat based on hunger just because you're afraid of dropping your calories below a certain point and you can actually just drag the whole cutting process out for longer than it's really necessary. So that is the approach I will be taking. No macro tracking and this way the deficit will fluctuate over the course of the days but in general the deficit should be decently steep and what's also cool about this is that the deficit will also auto-regulate itself as the cutting process is continuing. So in the beginning, as I'm higher in body fat, my hunger levels are lower, the deficit will be probably fairly large. And later on, as I'm getting leaner and also hungrier in the process, probably the deficit will taper itself down as it should happen anyway. I mean, that is the general prescription anyway, that in the beginning you can push it a bit harder and later on the deficit should be tapering down. And that is exactly what's going to happen in this case. I expect the beginning to be quite easy just because my hunger levels are honestly just non-existent right now. I just finished gaining for four months. I've been eating a lot of food and satiety responses are just maxed out completely. So in the beginning, probably fat loss will be pretty easy, at least from a physiological standpoint. Maybe cravings will be there in the beginning because I will be just missing eating my bulking foods, if you will, but I don't expect to struggle with much hunger and later on probably it will be more challenging. So that is why it will also be important to manage food choices. And that is the final thing in this video that I'm going to say about this and I'm going to address this more in subsequent videos, which by the way, if you have any questions about this, feel free to drop them down in the comment section. But for now, I just want to say that 
the in the beginning, the only change I will be making is just changing up my food choices because I've been definitely eating a lot of things at the end of this gaining phase, which I normally wouldn't. Vegetable and fruit intake was fairly low simply because they were just too satiating for me to keep this gaining phase going. So I will be switching off the oatmeal and the rice and the corn to fruits and veggies, some of the fattier protein sources to leaner sources, and this should already result in a fairly steep deficit because the difference in energy density and satiety index between these foods is pretty damn enormous. So that is how I'm going to start out. And also I'm going to clean up my eating habits a little bit, which were not bad by any means during this gaining phase, but definitely I was a bit laxer with things like mindfulness and focusing on my food. I definitely allowed some podcast listening and video watching simply because it didn't really matter all that much because, you know, eating became a chore anyway. I was not at risk of overeating accidentally. I was actually trying to overeat by the end of it. So... I will be reinstituting mindfulness into my meals and no more distraction. And that will also help me staying more on point with the diet. So I'm excited. Also, of course, slightly scared as you are before each cutting phase because it's always a bit of a challenge, but I'm excited. It will give me a new nice goal to focus on. And I'm super, super excited to see what kind of body composition I will end up at by the end of this cut. So I will put up my picture once again of how I'm looking at the moment at around 92 kilograms. I don't know what my body fat percentage is, feel free to guess it, but my real question to you is, and I made this vote earlier in the Sustainable Self-Development Facebook group, where do you think I will end up if I get down to about 12% body fat? So right now, 92 kilos, where will I be at about 12% body fat? Let me know what you think, drop the number down in the comment section, I will be curious to see your opinion. And guys, this is the beginning of a new journey which I will be documenting on this channel. I'm excited and I hope you are too, although I don't know why you would be, but maybe you are. So uh, yeah, looking forward to what's gonna come out from this in the upcoming period. Let me know what you thought. If you have any questions, drop them down. Like the video if you liked it and dislike it if you disliked it. Subscribe to the channel to be up to date for everything that's coming out of this cutting phase. And if you've never heard about someone completing a pretty aggressive cut without tracking macros, then this is going to be something new for you. And this is all I had to say in this video. Thanks for hanging around up until now and see you next time.